Wow, this is a hard act to follow, huh? <laughs> Happy Sabbath. Happy Passover, Happy Easter, Happy Resurrection of our Lord. I cannot sing with music, let alone a cappella, so I will not do what our pastor does and start our uh, sermon with a song, but I will start with a prayer. Would you please bow your head? Dear Jesus, thank you for bringing us all here today on this beautiful, beautiful Sabbath day. Please, dear Lord, let these words be yours that I'm about to say and not mine. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. I have been watching Madison. Madison is the pastor's daughter. I've been watching her for the past couple months get up here and do children's stories. She sings, she does plays, uh, she does everything. And she does it with uh, courage and conviction. I hope to do the same today. As Pastor Frederick said a uh, couple weeks ago, you get pretty nervous up here. It's not an easy place to be. When Dr. Williams asked me to be the education speaker today, I was very anxious and nervous. This would appear to be an easy subject to talk about education, especially since I do believe in Christian education. Our son has gone to this school, went to this school, went through Adventist uh, education for 13 years. I believe that so much can be learned by people telling their stories and we listening to their stories. It's a way to, um, to connect with people. So for the time I have left this morning, I am going to tell you my story. Some of you have heard my story, but many of you have not. I raised two children by myself. They went through the public schools. I was a um, single parent, and uh, I did not attend church. I did my, not teach my other two children about Jesus as they were growing up. There is a reason for that, but that is a completely another story for a completely different day. When my two older children were teenagers, I met John Jernick, and we got married. And then we started to search for a church so we could connect with God, connect with a church, and bring our two children into the Lord's word. We were also blessed to have another child. His name is John David. I'm going to refer to him in this talk as JD, because that's how everybody knows him. Now, <laughs> a few weeks ago, during my children's story, you met Toby, and, and he was pretty little. And this is just the other day. And so I'm thinking that pretty soon, he will be carrying John David around. <laughs> Just saying, OK? When it was time to put JD into kindergarten, we registered him in the public schools um, because, close to our home. I was working full time, literally a half a mile from this school. One night, 
in August 26 years ago. We were in a restaurant in Downers Grove, and I overheard another couple that had a small child say that they had registered their child in kindergarten in a school on Lee and Maple. And I said to my husband, where is there a school on Lee and Maple? Because I pass that intersection every day. He said, I believe it's in the Adventist church. My husband was raised in the Czech Republic, and he was raised as a Seventh-day Adventist. So I thought, wow, this is kind of weird. Um, I told my husband I was going to come by this school on Monday and see what it was all about. Helen Backus at that time was the eighth grade, uh, seventh and eighth grade teacher. She was also the principal of the school. Jay Hellman was the kindergarten teacher. I loved them both immediately. I went home. I said, this is the school, kindergarten, he's going to go to. We will see when he goes into first grade whether we will make another decision. Well, he attended this school, kindergarten through eighth grade. Then he went on to Hinsdale Adventist High School. Then he went on to Purdue. Then he went on to the Marines. And now he's back at home working in our business. So it has been a complete circle. You can turn that slide off. <laughs> Were we, my husband and I, completely at peace with him attending such a small elementary and high school, since he was then the only child at home? No. To be very honest with you, we were not. We didn't know. Each year, we questioned whether he should be attending a school that had a full science program, language arts, math, athletic program, we lived in an area, school district, that had all of these things I mentioned. And we questioned if we were giving JD the best opportunity to learn and prepare for life, future employment, and earning power in this very, very competitive world. When he graduated from eighth grade, we gave him the choice to go to Hinsdale High School, the public school. At that time, he chose to go to Hinsdale Adventist School. He had already made so many friends during the nine years he had attended here, and he said that's where he wanted to go. Again, my husband and I questioned this decision because we didn't know if he would be ready for college or ready for life. We were constantly questioning it. You see, I've learned from this experience and from also being on the Downers Grove School Board for many years. And as a side note, I was never on this school board when JD attended this school. It was after he went away to college that I was asked to be on the school board, and I have been on the school board on and off, but I've been on the school board for quite a while right now. I, I, quite, I, I think sometimes that the Lord has worked with me in strange and mysterious ways, and I know it has been him. Christian education and Adventist education have always been very different from one another. Many Christian schools, elementary, high school, Christian colleges, they all teach, we all teach the same courses, whether it's Christian, 
or public or Adventist, whatever, we're all teaching the same subjects. The difference in the Christian school is that Christian schools have the right and the freedom to teach the Lord's word, intermingle the Bible, and have religious classes. But so many of the Christian schools, that's what they do. They have all the curricular, secular classes, and then over here, they have all the religious connotations. And, but they separate and teach them in a separate entity. The Seventh-day Adventist school was created to teach in a different way. I will not take the credit for what I am about to say. I just finished a book. It's Educating by Eternity, a Seventh-day Philosophy by George R. Knight. I wish I had read this book years ago, but as Mr. Knight says in his book, Adventism has, is supporting over 8,000 schools. And this is really the first time in length that a book was written about the philosophy of Adventist schools over Christian schools. A topic that is significantly different from general Christian perspective on this topic. Mr. Knight states that it's a much broader than schooling. We always just think of schooling. Schools are only one aspect of the social group's education system. The family, media, peer group, and church. Family, media, peer group, church. They all share in the responsibility for educating the next generation. But he states that family is holding the most dominant role. The best overall education experience for a child is if it takes place where the teachers, the church leaders, and the families are basically all on the same page. The child moves from one area to the next, always on the same page always with God as a center of the equation. As a past and present school board member, my prayer and wish has always been that every congregation member send their children to the Adventist school systems so our schools would be just filled to the brim and we could build more schools. I also know, as the pastor said, it's hard financially and some people just cannot do it financially. I have also known families in, over the years where it's not the best thing for their particular child to be in uh, the smaller Christian school. I know that many families from this church have sent their children to public schools. I have sent two of them. But their role as a parent is much more crucial than while their children is going to public school. Because they are in school for six hours a day, public school. So it is not God-centered, all right? So their job, when that child 
is with them after school, at home, they have to work doubly hard to make sure that everything that they teach him is God-centered, just as in the Adventist school system. It's more of a challenge to the parents today. Christian education systems have been established because God does exist and because his existence sheds light on the meaning of every aspect of life. With that said, the church establishes this church established this school over 20 years ago. This church has made its primary mission this school. Without the monetary, emotional, and volunteer support of this congregation, this school would have shut their doors a long, long time ago. Being on the school board, I have actually seen miracles happen. We have been able to enhance our school technology. We've been able to have flexible classrooms. We've, been, we've enhanced our playground. But most of all, we have four qualified Christian teachers. And at the end of the year, we have remained in the black. Now in August, when we sat down and look at our budget, I am saying, no way, Jose. No way can we stay in the black. We will not be able to improve this school, and we will not stay in the black. And if any of you know me, staying in the black is very, very important. So to me, it is a miracle that we have stayed in the black. Adventist education is more than Adventist schooling. The home, church, and school are entrusted with the responsibility of working with the most valuable things on the earth, and that's God's children. The most valuable thing on the earth, God's children, and we have our hands around them. In Ellen White's book, she states, true education means more than the pursuit of certain courses of study. It means more than the preparation for life that is now. It has to do with the whole being. It has to do with your mental, your physical, your spiritual. That's what she states. The whole period of existence possible to man. Every day we get up, we have the possibility to be more like God. It is the harmonious development of the physical, mental, and spiritual powers. It prepares the student for the joy of service in this world for now and for the higher and wider service in the world to come. It's very important. When I look back at the 13 years our son spent in the Adventist system, I believe it was a gift from God. Both my husband and I were working full time and we, read it, we needed to reconnect with God ourselves. I told you, for many years I didn't go to church and I didn't teach my other two children. So I had to go through a real learning period of reconnecting with God myself. So I think the Lord stepped in with JD and said, I'll help you with this. You do what you need to do, I'll help you. 
And he did. I believe those hours that J.D. spent in the Adventist school system made him a whole person. A quote I recently read, it is better to have brilliant teaching in shacks than, than to have sloppy teaching in palaces. Now, I'm not saying that our school is a shack. But in comparison to the school districts around this place, it would be deemed a shack. I believe J.D. received brilliant teaching through God, through God-centered teachers who believe that all studies and activities throughout the school system had to first be biblically based, and second, and believed and transmitted through those teachers because they believe in that philosophy. If those two things are not present in this school, that all subjects, math, science, everything, are taught that God created them, and then those teachers must believe it, this is not going to work. But it works here. A massive study in all American schools found, now this is public schools, this is Christian schools, this is every school, found that the greatest influence on achievement were not the, were, they were the teacher's characteristics, not the uh, facilities or the curriculum. The teacher's characteristics. And that was proven here a couple of weeks ago when Pastor Fredericks came and gave the sermon. Pastor Fredericks was an advocate of all students, still is, at Hinsdale Adventist Academy. People were texting their kids in this room that Pastor Fredericks was speaking. Those kids who are now adults were saying, oh, say hi. See, he connected. He stayed connected. He was a blessed teacher. Adventist teaching is the most effective form of ministry since it reaches the entire population at their most impressionable age. We, it was very difficult for me to connect later on with my teenage children. Oh, now come to church. Come on, come on to church. You know, what? We haven't been to church for 13 years, you know. It was so hard. But now they are, too, reconnecting as adults reconnecting with their own children. My, it, it just took time and patience. I believe God led us to the school. He opened the doors for Jay to attain, attain character development, the acquisition of knowledge, job preparation, and above all, it instilled with the experience that Jesus Christ is the beginning, he's the middle, and he's the end of our daily life. That alone was a driving factor that we continued his education in the Adventist system. Now this does not guarantee, parents, that this child who has learned all these things over the year will <clears throat> stay in the church, will believe in God, will pray every day. What I do believe, though, parents, is that what was instilled in them 
during those years of education, whether it be home, school, church, whatever, because their peer group, everything, will stay in that computer, in their head. They will draw from that in the future because it is already there, and that's what we're trying to do. Put it there so that they can draw from it and remember as they get older. It's um, my prayer is that Adventist schooling continues to strive. My prayer is that all parents are able to teach their children from morning till night that this is why we're here. This is Jesus' world. He died for us. He rose again. He's always there. Christ was the creator of all things, not just those things people have chosen to call religious. Remember that. Christ was the creator of all things, not just those that people have chosen to call religious. Thank you for listening to my story. Amen.